0: Hey, good morning, everyone, or good afternoon, whenever you happen to be watching this. I'm Pastor Doug Lassett at the Pearl Church. And Pearl Church, we love you today, but also anyone who happens to be joining us, you're not a part of our congregation, anywhere in the country, around the world, we love you so much. Well, here we are, we're in the middle of it, right? Uh, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know if words accurately describe what we're going through, but all I can say to you is that God is good. We need to be filled with faith. This is going to pass. And really the question is, like when this is over, where are we going to be when this is over? Are we going to be better off? Or are we going to be smarter? Are we going to be more spiritual? Will we have learned something in this process that we need for the future? When you're going through something, you're in the process. The process is not fun, right? If you're lifting weights and you're exercising, you know, whenever I start to exercise, because I always have like a new beginning with my exercise... The new beginning is always tough. But the process, it brings something that you can't get without the process. So, I know that God is refining us and we're being challenged. And, but when we get through this, I believe we're going to be better off in the end. God's going to get the glory. Uh, but it does mean that we're in a process. I mean, we have to be really honest about what's going on. Things are rolling out in real time and we're responding in real time. But it's hard to get ahead of the game when maybe you're not prepared for what was coming, right? So, uh, it's tricky. I'm watching the news. I I would even say to you, be careful about watching the news all day long. You actually don't need to know every single update. You don't need to know every single thing that's happening with the virus or how it's going to affect you. I wouldn't... I wouldn't if I was you, I wouldn't fill your minds with all of that because it will actually bring a level of anxiety to you that you don't need to carry. Now, there's some things in messaging, there's some things that we got to know. All right? So, you're, you're going to find those out. But limit how much you do every day. If you do 6-8 hours of that, have the news playing all the time, you're just going to get stressed out. Trust me, you just want to let some of this go, okay? But this is very real. Like, we can't deny it. Um, there's so much going on. Um, Americans, right now, I, I was just doing a little study and reading about things like anxiety. And I I want you to know that I recognize some of you who are watching this right now, even if you're a pastor or a leader because pastors are watching each other's services, I know that you have a level of anxiety that you did not have not too long ago, right? So, uh, financial hardship is real. Some of you are going through some financial stuff. It's very real. And churches are going through financial hardships. That's very real. So not just for our church, but whatever church you go to, make sure you stay in there and you're doing your giving and you're being a part just because, just because the, the, the services on the weekend change. doesn't mean the mission changes. We're still pastoring people, loving people, helping people, counseling people. We're giving away money. We're sowing. We're doing all the things we normally do. So stay in there with whatever church you go to. But the financial thing is very real. Um, one in five Americans as of right now are unemployed. This entire coronavirus thing has caused businesses to shut down. 20 to 25% of our nation will be unemployed in the next few days, if not the next week. Um, Schools are closed. Kids are home with their families. Some kids may not even graduate high school. High school seniors are looking at, wow, what if this goes on to, you know, through the rest of my school year, my daughter got a message that said, Hey, you may have to finish in the summer or you may have to come back in August as a senior and finish. I mean, you can imagine the kind of anxiety or just having the kids home all day. What do you do? Um, There are 50 million seniors in our nation and we've been hearing a lot about the impact that the coronavirus can have on our seniors. Hey, look, this is very real. This is very real and I think that we need to up our game a little bit. We're doing the best that we can. We're communicating with all of our seniors. We're asking them, what are your needs? How do you feel? Do you have family around you? Do you not? Because the seniors are going to be impacted more than any other demographic in our society because they're the most susceptible to the virus. So, the level of anxiety that this is bringing is very, very real. And so, what we have here is we have a real-time situation, but we also have a real-time God. We actually have a Jesus, a presence of God, Jesus, that's real-time. In other words, he's not watching what you're going through or what I'm going through as a part of a, a delayed you know, recording. He is real-time. And so what you have to remember, what you and I need to remember is that wherever we are and whatever's happening right now, I mean, in this moment right now, he is involved. He is there. He he hears you. He listens. His presence is with you. He is the presence in the present, okay? He's a real-time God. Now, let me give you a couple of verses as we begin this morning, Uh, but I'll pray first and And uh, man, I I love you all so much. I mean, you're all over the country, all over the place, all over the city watching. Donna, and I love you and appreciate you more than you could ever know, okay? So be a part of our community if you want during this season. We'd love to have you. We'd love to just encourage you. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that wherever these people are, whatever, whatever this person's going through, that you are present. Your presence is with me right now. I pray, Lord, that you would just speak to us about our situation, our challenges, um, our relationships, our finances. Just invade our space, get up in our business, and if nothing else, just let us know that you're there because sometimes just knowing that you're there is all we need because we know, as the Bible says, that in this life, there's going to be hardships. We know that, but we don't have to go through those hardships alone. So, thank you, Father, for your presence today thank you, Lord, for watching over our church, our community. Thank you, Father, for watching over our nation and speaking and guiding our leaders. We thank you, Father, that we have the very best of the best working on our behalf. And Jesus, we love you today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, a couple of verses. First one is in Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. So then, just as you received Christ, Christ Jesus as Lord, Continue to live your lives in Him. Okay? So, here we are. We're living our life in Him. It doesn't matter where you are or how we meet, right? If you're doing church and I'm doing church, we're doing church together. My point is we are in Him. You don't live in a church. You don't live in a service. You don't live in an atmosphere, you don't live in a culture. You don't live in a style. You don't live in a graphic. You don't live in a in a trend. You live in Him. And in these moments, this might not be fun. There's so much going on. But if it shakes us out of living in all the things that don't matter and brings us back to a couple of things that do matter, like living in Him, I don't live through my pastor. I don't live through my relative. I don't live in Christ through my church. People who live in Christ just through the atmosphere and the church services, right? People come in and uh, they, they don't like the service. They do like the service. They judge, whatever it is. We don't live through the atmosphere that he brings. We live through him. That's how you stay healthy. We'll come back to that. Rooted and built up. What? In him. Rooted and built up in him. So our roots go down and we are built up. No root, no fruit, right? And so, is it possible in an online campus environment to be rooted? Yeah, because you're not rooted in our small groups. You're not rooted in our app. You're not rooted in it. You're rooted in Him, right? So, when, when the rest of the world is dry, when things are tough, your roots are in Him. And it's those deep roots that allow us to meet the challenges, right? Of the things that are going on around us. There's water in the ground. There's water in the ground. You need to hear me on this. There's water in the ground. Water does not go to roots. Roots, they go to the water. And so we have to have the attitude. Now, wait a minute. We're not not little Christians in our little little, uh, container, you know, from the hardware store, a plant that's in a little planter and someone brings the water every day. That's not maturity in Christ. Maturity in Christ is, man, maybe during this season, God's taking the planter away to see how rooted we really are. Because our roots are hungry and thirsty, right? Are you thirsty for Jesus? I am. I'm tired. Let's have some authenticity. We're running around this building like crazy. We're having to to fix things and change things just so I can preach to you today. My whole staff, we've been having meetings till like 1 o'clock in the morning and Google Hangouts versus Zoom. And how many small groups and how many leaders and how do you communicate? And, and how do we how do we do the video and we don't have the right streaming services? And how many platforms? And what does that look like? And do we do our phone? And, and we're all here. And the communication levels of everything. And then the finances. Oh my gosh, we got to make sure we have our hand... Uh, the, the truth is is that that we're tired in a sense, right? Let's just keep it real right now because things are rolling out real time, respond in real time. But can I just tell you that if I'm waiting for anyone to come along and, and water me, you know, Jesus, Jesus, it's all on you. It's all on you. No, it's not. See, the, the, the modern mentality of Christianity is I come to church. And man, you better entertain me and the church better be good and the worship better be anointed. And and man, the pastor better preach a good word because if he doesn't, I'm gonna go find another church. Well, that's okay. Do what you you need to do. Um, It better match my style. When I come in, I better feel watered, right? And I'm not saying that Jesus doesn't come down like rain and we don't love the whole, that's not what I'm saying. But you know what this is? This might be one of those moments in time where we discover how mature we are or how mature we are not. Because if we expect everybody to cultivate or anything to cultivate our relationship with Jesus for us, it's not going to happen. This might shake us. You know, all of us are saying this. Like all of us are saying that, but no one wants to say it really out loud. Because when like people are going through stuff, you just want to meet the need. You want to minister to the need. That's what we want to do. If there's anxiety and stuff you're going through, we want to help you, want to love you. But there is another side to this. Because all of us are thinking it. And, and this is the thought. Maybe this might be good for us. Maybe we needed this. Right? Maybe we needed it. Because it's shifting us. It's forcing us to do some things that maybe we didn't know. I mean, honestly, some of you, not everybody, not everyone, but some of you needed rest. Now, I wish I could say that everybody was equal in this because we're all in a different place, but maybe you're a workaholic or maybe you don't know how to slow down or maybe you just need rest. And this is forcing you to sit down at home and rest because you need it. Because you're a workaholic. You don't stop. You're, you're so addicted to your phone and your appointments and all your stuff. And I got to do this and I got to sell it online on my website. and Maybe it's time for you to just chill out for a moment. The truth is maybe in some ways we needed this, right? But do you know why? If there's any reason why we need it, it's because maybe time to get out of the planter. Put your roots in the ground and it's time for us to grow up. Water in the ground does not come the root, the root knows it's thirsty. The root knows that it needs nourishment and it needs water. And so the roots grow. The roots are diving. The roots are reaching. The roots are going for God. The roots are like, I'm going to find that water. I smell it. I know that it's there. Can I just tell you that some of you are like this, you know, it's there. I'm telling you, you've got to take some time. This is your moment to dive in. To go deep. So, maybe we needed this, honestly. Because our maturity level is not based on our Instagram or how many followers we have or whether we have the right graphic. Our maturity in Christ comes from how deep do our roots go down? Because if there's no root, there's no fruit. And then we we begin to like discern or change what fruit is. Fruit is not how we define success sometimes. Fruit is not how many followers, how how much money. No. Success in the kingdom of God might be when everything else is stripped away. You've got roots. You've got water. You're refreshed in Jesus. You have spiritual rest happening because you know Him. You're in Him, in Him. And all this other stuff, that fruit can go away. Like if God blows all of it away, which, hey, come on. He kind of is right now. Let's be honest. What are you left with? Are you left with the peace of God? Are you left with the hope? You see, let's just pretend this was something else. Some of the most inspiring people that I've ever known in my life were people who have gone through incredible hardships. They've lost a loved one. They've gone through cancer, right? They've gone through things. But they still have the peace. They just still love Jesus, you know? Um, I had an intercessor, one a, a wonderful woman once who, who committed to pray for my wife and I. And she did it for years. Her name was Linda Amundson. And some of you in other places are gonna know Linda. But Linda, Linda got cancer. She prayed for us, for us for about five years every day. She'd leave little verses in my Bible and scriptures here and there. And, and uh, I would just come into my office sometimes and I don't know how she got in. I don't know how she got in. She knew people, but she got my office. And there would be little little scriptures on my desk or in my Bible to encourage me. And you know, she got cancer and she fought that cancer and she prayed and believed she was gonna get healed to the last second, right? But she never had a bad attitude. And I kept thinking, man, if that was me, I'd have a bad attitude about everything. I mean, honestly, I'm like looking at myself going, like she's so inspiring. She never had a bad attitude. When she passed, she hadn't talked in a few days. She's going through stuff, family's there. We came over to talk with her, and she couldn't even really talk. But my wife, who's a worship leader, some of you know her, she just began to sing in the room. And through all of this good attitude, faith, giving me prophetic words, sending me verses, her hands just lifted to Jesus. She couldn't talk. And as she went out that week, she actually passed, I think, the next day. She just kept lifting her hands and lifting her hands and lifting her hands in the middle of her struggle. And so, here we are. And I know there's some tough stuff going on. But can I be honest with you? I just need a little Linda in my spirit. I need a little, you know, the, the woman who lost a child and, and prayed and believed and, and gave her child to Jesus and worships him. You know, I, I just know that for all of us, we're, we're so shaken by this, but maybe we just need to grow up a little bit, honestly. And we need to go after Jesus in this time. We need to put our roots down and we need to be able to say, honestly, in the big picture of life, Yes, this is going to pass. Are there going to be some tough stuff that we go through? There's going to be some tough stuff in the next few weeks, the next few months. I'm not dismissing that. But there's tough stuff that happens 365 days a year. Every year of our life, the question is, how do you as a believer, how do you handle the tough stuff? Because people don't remember the fact that you went through it. They remember how you dealt with it. They remember how you responded. They remember how I responded to something, not the fact that I was going through something because it's our response that becomes our testimony. Man, I hope hope you all hear me today. I'm saying that maybe we needed this. I know in my life, I am looking at my life and I'm making changes in my life. I'm making changes right now. Today, I made changes that I believe are permanent in my life devotional changes, some family adjustments, things that I feel like I need to... I need to think a little a little differently about my marriage or my my parenting. I'm like, huh. It's interesting because I wouldn't have thought about it had I not been in this position today. So, maybe the Holy Spirit wants to use this to position you to have a thought That you would have never had had it not been for this. I say, let's grow. I say, let's grow. Man, we're going through some tough stuff. We are. And I don't even... I don't even know how to understand it. I just know that I have to respond to it. I say, let's grow. Let's go deeper in Jesus. Look, rooted and built up in Him. We're going through something, okay. Well, then let's live our life. Let's be rooted and built up in him and then strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Isn't that incredible? So that you're rooted, you got fruit, storms come, but there's a thankfulness in us. There is, there's got to be a thankfulness in us. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. In the last 10 years of my life, we've been through some tough stuff. You know what i'm thankful i'm thankful for jesus i'm thankful for his love i'm thankful for his grace so maybe in a sense this might be good for us because maybe it allows us to see some things in ourselves or in our ministries pastors leaders maybe this will shake us into trying to be a little healthier like let's build health let's let's build health into our churches health into our ministries And not just excitement and not just image, but health. Okay, a couple of things about the presence of God in the present. Number one, the presence of God is working in each season. Now, David wrote this in Psalms 27, verse eight. Let me read this to you. And you have said, so this is the Lord speaking to David. You have said, seek my face. And my heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek? I think that during this season, in this moment, the Lord is saying to all of us, seek my face. And then our response needs to be like, Lord, my heart says to you, I will seek your face. And if we do, it's going to help us to grow, right? Um, The way that we grow in the present, Is to remember that the Lord is saying in in these moments, seek my face. Like right now, He's here right now. He's with you right now in whatever you're going through, right? So, I want you to think of a parent uh, or a a parent that have a child and the child's young. You know, the mom and dad are there at the little league baseball game when the little kid hits uh, maybe off off the tee. Um, my daughter played t-ball. My 21-year-old daughter, when she was little, she p- played t-ball. She hated it. She would get out in the field, right? And she would get distracted with the bees, the birds, the dandelions. And she was so cute though. Honestly, with her big hat too big. And you know, her baggy shirt. And she'd start looking around. And, and you know, things, we'd be yelling her name. And you know, but one time, one time, she's in the outfield. Some kid hits it off the tee, tee ball, little, little tee ball. It goes up and it's headed towards her and she's looking at a bird. Okay. And we start screaming, Kaylee, Kaylee, right? The ball, catch the ball. And she heard her name, but she didn't know where the ball was. She had no, she got scared. She got nervous. The balls, she just looks around and she literally closes her eyes like this and she goes, And I'm telling you, the ball landed in her mitt. And everyone around started yelling and screaming and clapping. They're like, ah, you know, they couldn't believe it. She looked down and she couldn't believe it either. She's like, oh my gosh, I caught the ball, right? Mom and dad are there. We're screaming and yelling, right? But then life isn't like that every day with a child. As a parent, you know this. So the next time something comes up, And your child is crying. They're struggling. Maybe they don't have friends. Maybe somebody hurt their feelings. And mom and dad are there. So we were there at the t-ball game. But we were also there in the moment when the tears are flowing. And we're holding the child. We're in both places. But we minister in different ways to our child. That's the way God handles us in the present. He was there Six weeks ago, when your budget was different, or maybe even when you had a job. And he was celebrating the successes. He's also there now, if you're in a different place. His presence is always in the present. But he ministers to you in a different way, according to your need. So, in this moment, let's just be really honest about our needs, right? In the present. Another thing happened this week that I've been thinking about today. Uh, My son Kai had a friend come over to the house. His name's Malik. Great kid, wonderful friend of our family. Um, And Kai and Malik didn't have school, okay? There's no school. So, Kai says, hey, Malik's coming over. We're going to do devotions. And I got really excited about that. They're both 16 years old. Kai is, I think he's 16 as well. And I thought, man, that's pretty cool. I thought, you know what? I'm going to, maybe maybe they'll let me be involved. So, I said, hey guys, what if what if I gave you like 15 minutes and and I just taught you how to do a devotion that like gave you something? They're like, yeah. Kai's like, yeah, dad, let's do it. Let's, I'm in, right? So, Malik comes over. Uh, I sit down with them at the table and I'm looking across the table and I got my son and I've got Malik and... I taught them SOAP. If you know what SOAP is, it's a way to just do devotions. You take a verse. SOAP is an acronym. So some of you need to remember this, right, because it will help you. SOAP is what's the scripture? Read it. Get the context. Look it over. Observation. What do I see is happening in that verse, right? And then A, how can that apply to me? So scripture, observation, application, P is prayer. Pray about it, right? So we did it. I did one with them, and then they did their own. And when it was all over, Malik says, like, honestly, it was like a revelation. He goes, why has no one ever told me this before? And I went, I don't know. I just, I just did. He goes, no, why did I not know this, Pastor Doug? He goes, why does every teenager not know this? Why don't I Why didn't I know this? I said, well, now, now you know. Now you know, you know, like, you can do this on your own. And he was so excited. And I thought to myself, okay, now we're going to sit down with Kaylee, our youth pastor. And we're going to talk about this, right? Hey, look, there's, we have a few thoughts on this. But if it hadn't have been for this, the presence of God actually was in our moment, which gave them a revelation that honestly might be with them, probably will be with them for the rest of their life. Scripture, observation. Application and prayer. But you know what? If it hadn't been for this, they wouldn't have been home and I wouldn't have been there to sit down and teach two 16 year old boys another way to do a devotion. I take that with like a deep sense of honor. I'm grateful. Like, sir, I'm honored to be able to do that for them. I love those boys, right? But he's present. His presence in the present guides us somewhere we got to remember this. Okay, the second thing is this. The presence of God helps us to assess our spiritual health. And this is what we've been talking about. Let me give you 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. But grow, grow, roots, fruit. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory now and forever, today and tomorrow. God gets the grace today. God gets the grace tomorrow. God gets the glory now. I'm growing in his grace. Grace is your well of presence. I want you to think of it like this. There's a drought in the land, but you have a well. And that well is full because there's water in the ground. There's a drought in the land, but you have a well. And so you're up here dealing with the heat. You're dealing with the land is scorched you can't grow anything you can't do stuff but you have a well right grace is the thing that brings you what you need in these moments his grace is upon you his grace is poured out in your life his grace is unconditional there's nothing you can do to earn his grace his love for you his forgiveness for all of our messes right It never ends. It never stops. It's not like you pour it out and it's gone. It's a well that comes out of the ground. Grace is like the well's there. Tap it and you're fine. Grow in the grace because now and tomorrow and forever, we need it. We're watching something happen. uh, I think right now across the board, when I talk about spiritual health, the presence of God helps us to assess your spiritual health. What I mean is, How deep are you tapped into grace? Because the the more that you're tapped into grace, the more He has for you. Therefore, when you face something, it's not all of yours to carry. The grace carries it. It's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. Grace is like, no, you're okay. I still love you. You're not a failure. I forgive you. We're going to get through this. It's going to be okay. Grace just keeps coming. Tap that thing, get into it, and you're going to be healthier. Because grace has the ability to lift anxiety, lift stress, it takes away guilt, it takes away shame, you've been forgiven, it's all over, you're a new person, right? So all of a sudden now, the more grace you have, the more spiritual health you have. And what I think we're facing, and we had such a great time with the pastors a week and a half ago. Pastor Benny Leipzig from Jesus Culture preached this incredible message on spiritual health. We might be in a season right now, and if you're a leader, listen to me, we might be in a season where you're getting shaken. What you think is health is getting shaken. What you consider success is getting shaken, right? What you think is going to make you better, it's getting shaken because so much of what we do, I think we do sometimes out of insecurity and comparison. Pastor Benny was preaching and he just talked about the impact of insecurity on leaders Because if we're insecure, we minister from our insecurity. We build from our insecurity. We get our self-assessment and and self-awareness from our insecurity. Because we've got to meet meet these benchmarks. We've got to have our church grow. We've got to have the worship be just right. We've got to have, and all of a sudden, now we're, we're not healthy and we're insecure. So maybe the Lord is just allowing this to be shaken off of us. Why? Well, because pastors, I'm seeing an unprecedented number of pastors right now burning out. An unprecedented number of pastors and marriages that are a mess and um, things happening in leadership. And there's something about this age, this Instagram age that we live in, where so much of of success is what we see to think that that doesn't impact us is false. We're lying to ourselves if we think that what we look at every day is not impacting what we think our fruit is or, our, um, or where our security comes from or whether or not I mean something to God. I think perhaps we're just getting things shaken so that we can get down to what's real. Our spiritual health. Our spiritual health. Grace. We're Are are we letting grace minister to to us? Are we healthy? I want to give you a couple thoughts. If you've got some time on your hands, you may never have this opportunity again. The opportunity to get into the Bible. Get into the scriptures. Okay, so for all of you who are a part of the Pearl Church or those of you who aren't, but you you want to participate, get onto our app and get into one of our groups. We get into one of our online groups. We have online groups starting every day. Get into the Bible during this time. Do, it, do your own devotion time. Soap some kind of verse, you know, from Matthew or John or James. But get in there. Take this time to do something maybe you haven't done in a while. I'm just telling you, it's getting shaken, right? So why not go to the Bible? Um, increase your worship time. Sometimes just because of who we are, we just worship when we're at church. No, get yourself a playlist, worship a little bit while you're doing your devotions. Whatever you can do to make a change in your spiritual health, maybe you need to spend more time with your wife. Maybe you need to have some conversations with your kids. Uh, Maybe you need to uh, do some meditation with the Bible and, and get real with yourself. Get real. Get real. Ask yourself, where have I been at the last year? Am I healthy? Am I not healthy? Am I doing the things that I need to do? You may never have this opportunity again. Take some time and do an assessment just on your own life. And then take some actions and and move forward. But I'd encourage you to do it. And the last one I'll do today and I'm done. The presence of God only draws near. The presence of God never pulls away. The presence of God is always near, nearer, more revelation. It's us that needs to recognize his presence that's here, right? So we know he's here. James 4, verse 8, come near to God and he will come near to you. What that says to me is when I want more of him, he's always there. When I want more presence, it's always there. The presence of God draws near. In this time of shaking, where there is stress, there is anxiety. People are losing their jobs. Money is tight. The government doesn't know exactly what to do. We're being asked to stay home and not, not be face-to-face, not have friends around us close. Okay. All right. But the, does, does that mean that we don't grow? No, it actually means that this might be an opportunity to grow more than we have ever grown before because it's taking the pot away from the plant and it, showing us where our roots are really at. Let's come out of this season stronger, healthier, come on, more spiritual, more alive, more on fire. This is an opportunity for us to grow in the present because he's always here in the present, all right? So look, just before I close and I pray, Some of you here today, you guys need some prayer. Here's what I want to do. If you haven't downloaded the app, now the the app has never been more important because all of a sudden now, we call the app the lobby, the online lobby. Uh, It's never been more important because if you want anything from us, you got to go to the app, like help us out here. Let's go to the app. Go in there and ask for prayer. Or you can go to Facebook. Go to our church Facebook send us a message or just get right on there. Say, hey, pray for me and my family. The Pearl Church on Facebook, pray for me, pray for my marriage, pray for my kids. Um, If you give us a message, you need us to pray, we're going to pray for you. We have intercessors in our church that are praying like crazy all the time. We have somebody that will stay uh, like active with you online. If you reach out to us on the app or on Facebook or on Instagram, Facebook's the best for us because we're, we're very strategic with it get on Facebook, get on our our, uh, timeline and say, hey, pray for me, pray for my church, pray for my marriage, this is what's going on. And we're gonna be praying with you and just engaging with you, all right? So I love you. The presence of God in the present, he's here right now. Jesus, I thank you for every person this morning uh, that's hearing my voice. God, we love you so much. And we know that you are in our present. You're in the moment. Because you're a father. You're not just a friend, a creator, right? A God, a Lord, a savior. You're also a father. We well, you know what that means. You're here when I'm hitting a home run in T-ball or catching the ball. But you're also here when I'm lonely and I'm discouraged and, I'm, and I've got tears in my eyes. You're the same father. You're with me in every single season. You are present in my present. And so I love you today for ministering. Jesus, now if you're there, just pray this out loud or in your head or whatever, you, however you want to do this because I know some people are, are um, just with big groups or another, I, just pray with me. Say, Jesus, thank you so much for forgiving me. Father, you have forgiven me for everything, all my mistakes. So Jesus, I recognize that today thank you for your saving grace. And I pray that you would allow me to feel your presence in everything right now, your presence in my present in Jesus name. Amen.